Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the final episode of True Myths, One Lie. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and the way that the game works is three stories are going to be told, two of which are from people online that claim that these stories are true and one that is completely made up. It is up to my guests and everyone at home to try and figure out which story is the lie. Today, before we get into our topic, who our guests are, uh, I want to take a second to explain a little bit about what everyone's been asking me, why the series is ending. But first, we're going to take a quick little break. What? We will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Okay, so the question that everyone wants to know, why is the podcast ending? Truth of the matter is that from the start, this show was always planned to just be a one-year thing. We were going to try something new, try something different for a year, see what happens, see how much people are enjoying watching it, see how many people are watching it, see how much we enjoy doing it. And if it became this amazing, like spectacular thing, then we would continue it. Uh, It it did not do that, Um, and that is totally fine. We could have also just kept going just because we love doing it. However, the main reason that we wanted to do this podcast in the beginning was because so many people all the time are always asking us, hey, can you guys post more? Can you make more videos? I wish you would post more than once a week. And our comedy skits, as you guys know, they take a lot of work. They are not something that is super easy for us to make more than one of every single week. So we figured, how do we make more content in a week without making it be a skip. And we thought, hey, this podcast would be perfect. We just sit down for an hour once a week, we upload it, and then our audience gets extra content from us. What ended up happening is this show became a beast of its own and no exaggeration, It in the end, I feel like it takes just as long to produce one episode of this show as it does to make one of our skits every single week. And it's becoming just a lot to handle. From the research side of things of trying to pick which topic to do, to searching for hours just to find two good stories. Sometimes you don't find anything and you have to start all over and you have to start an entirely new topic, writing the fake story to make sure it blends in with the other ones, so on and so forth. All the editing, the cutting of the cameras, the music, the coloring, the processing time that it takes on my computer to render 4K 30 minute files is a lot. So it's better for us to let this rest and put our time back into the thing that we're truly passionate about, which is our comedy skits. And some good does come from this. With this open space, this show taught us how to manage two pieces of content a week, and we are going to post more often, comedy skit-wise. We're gonna start throwing in, there won't be like a set schedule, but maybe 
once a week, maybe once every other week, maybe once a month, who knows, depending on what we're able to do. Um, we're gonna start posting extra like mini culture quickies, I like to call them. For those of you who have been around for a while, you know what I'm talking about. We used to do them way back. They're too short to be a regular Friday skit, but they're too long to be a like TikTok or a YouTube short. And um, yeah, so you guys are going to be getting more Culture 35 and who knows, the first one might be coming out tomorrow. With that being said, this is our final episode. I have invited pretty much every single person who was on the show to come back. If they're not here today, they simply couldn't make it. I literally reached out to all of them. And uh, some of them will also actually be on their way. They're coming. So for audio listeners, you don't know who's here yet, but the video viewers can obviously see everybody. So I've split them up into teams. And this time around, the way that we're gonna do is instead of every single person, needing to come to the same conclusion. Each team can pick a different number from each other. So one team could win, one team could lose. They could both win, they could both lose. We'll see what happens. So team number one is- uh, Yes! Here we are, team number team two. one. We are team two. number two. two. Yeah. Team number one yeah. is going down. Okay, so team number one, go ahead, introduce yourselves. We're team number two. Team number oh, you're two. team number two. Yeah. Oh, I guess team number two, introduce yourselves then. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And that's the whole team. Just Larry and the Lariettes. I'm Ryan. Andrew. And Zach. And then team number one? Yeah, team you number wanna, two! You want to introduce at the same time? Austin. Oh, okay, Austin and Seth, that was. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> and we have two Jacobs on the other team. This is also, um, uh, I mean, if we had Larry, it would be more instead of Seth, but this is Team Gorgeous. Ah, uh, okay, so team one is Team Gorgeous. Do you guys have a team name? Team number two. Also, today's episode's a little bit different. Mini game is going to be at the very, very end. Tof is here as well, because why wouldn't I be? Our topic, we're bringing it all the way back to the demo episode oh. that nobody oh, has seen except for the people that were on it. We're talking all about ghosts. Before we start this story, does anyone else on my team want to play Uno? <laughs> um, uh, deal me in. We would love to play Uno. Deal me in. Uh, for for audio listeners, Jacob is pulling out no way, no way, no way. Uno. Pull the board game, and I, I think they're actually going to play. Yep, they're playing. They are playing Uno. Okay, so anyway, I am going to start the first story now. Story number one. 15 years ago, a young woman was coming home from a camping trip with her family. They were on a vacation at a lake, and on their way back, they have this tradition every year when they take this trip to stop at a little Asian buffet. So that's exactly what they do. They stop at the buffet. The girl gets out of the car, and before ordering her food, she thinks, you know what, I'm going to go to the bathroom first. So it's the kind of bathroom that's small enough that there's only two stalls in it. There's one regular stall, and there's one handicap stall. The handicap stall was being vacated as the woman was entering the bathroom, so she goes in and she takes the regular size stall. She goes in there, she sits down, she hears the other woman exit, she can hear all the sounds of the restaurant come into the bathroom, and then it fades away as the door shuts. Then it opens again. Same thing happens. All the noise from the restaurant comes in, and as the door shuts, it slowly fades away. She hears the flipping around 
of two little sandals from a little girl and she hears her giggling. The little girl goes into the stall next to her from underneath the dividers in the stall. She can see her little white strappy sandals and her dirty little feet and by the size of them, she looks to be maybe about four, five years old. She closes the door behind her, she locks it and she sees bleached blonde hair from underneath her divider and she sees the little girl's hands come wrap around into the woman's stall. And the little girl is giggling and the woman sees her. She doesn't get to see her face, but she starts laughing herself. She goes, hello. And then the hands slide away and the hair disappears and she sees her take steps backwards. Our main character here finishes up what she's doing. She exits the bathroom. She's going to wash her hands and she realizes that for such a noisy, nosy little girl, there's no noise anymore. It is completely silent. So much like the little girl, she gets curious. From the mirror, she can't see where the little girl's feet would be, but she can see through the crack of the door. So she leans over a little bit and peers through the crack and she's able to see the toilet, but there is absolutely no one in there. So to make sure that everything's okay, she gets down and she peeks underneath the stall and there's no one there at all. She stands up to try and open the stall and it is locked. She was standing right by the doors. She would have seen this girl leave. She would have heard her. Absolutely nothing. So she goes out to the restaurant and she looks around for the little girl and she can't find her anywhere. She says to her parents, hey, did anyone come or go into the bathroom while I was in there? And they said, no, the door never opened or anything. And that is the end of story number one. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. Um... They, they both broke the sacred rule of the bathroom. You know, you, you go in, you do your business, and you leave. So she deserved that haunting. Did she ask anybody if there was a little girl, if anybody else saw this little girl? Only her parents. To my team and only my team, shut your ears. Shut your ears, team one. Oh, and just trying to not help the other team, huh? Yeah. I, my ears I my just hat. think it seems very, like, right at like to say 15 years ago instead of giving a time frame, you know what I'm saying? Just just between us. Here's the first thing. This sounds a lot like the Pizza Hut bathroom story. <laughs> Where there's a Pizza Hut nearby us that is haunted. Oh, the, the, the doorbell has rang. Our oh, special guests there. have arrived. Pizza Hut's here. Pizza Hut. Thomas and Katie are here. It probably just cut and they magically oh, yeah. are here now. Hi. But they're here now. Hi. Hi. Personally, I think that there was a little too many weird details in the story for it to be the fake one. Like the uh, the, the long blonde hair, the, the little girl like reaching her hand underneath the, the stall. And I thought it was also just very strange that this girl, woman, how old was this girl that was in there? Not the little girl. The We don't know. The main character. We don't know. Because, like, I thought it was very strange that she decided to look through the stall and then look underneath the stall to look for this little girl. Kind of creepy. Sus. Story number two. Okay, before we get into story number two, does anyone else want a Hot Pocket? <laughs> I'm getting kind of hungry. Well, just no ask way. our team. Yeah, that, that's no what way. I was asking. He brought Hot Pockets? They have egg, bacon, and cheese. <laughs> egg, bacon, and cheese in a Hot Pocket? Yeah. Nowhere better you can put egg, bacon, and cheese. Okay. Story number two. A couple of weeks ago at a family gathering, a young woman was reminded by her brother of a very scary event that they both shared when they were younger. It was a little something like this. When they were little, their parents had one room. It was at the end of a hallway 
and then they had two rooms separate at the other end of the hallway. And the two little kids, the little boy and the little girl, they used to play this game where they would knock the beat or the tune to one of their favorite songs. One of them would knock and the other one would have to knock back. It was usually something from one of their favorite television shows or it was something like uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Something simple like that. One night in the middle of the night, the little girl hears a knock coming from her closet. She wakes up and she's a little bit freaked out by this. She runs into her parents' room. She gets her father and she's like, uh, Dad, um, I think I heard something. She brings him back. He goes into the room. He opens up the closet and they don't see anything. Of course, she kind of forgets about it. She goes back to bed. Next day, nothing out of the ordinary. The next night, however, she goes to play her little game with her brother. She knocks Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the wall. And instead of the response coming from her brother from the other room, she hears it coming from the closet. This horrifies her. She freaks out. She starts screaming and crying, runs into her parents' room. She wakes them up, tells them what happened. Her father comes in. They open the closet doors. But this time, when they open the closet doors, she swears that she feels this cold breeze of air go by her, and she gets this immense sense of dread. But there was nothing in the closet. However, she's so freaked out, she begs her parents, please let me sleep in your room for tonight. So that's exactly what she does. The next morning, her brother says to her, hey, I I thought that you went and slept in mom and dad's room last night. And she says, yeah, I did. She confirms that that was true. She explains the thing with the closet. His eyes widen and he says, then who was I playing our game with last night? I heard a knock on the wall and I started playing and I played back and forth for several minutes before I stopped getting a response. I figured that you just came back to your room. So after she heard this, they both went into her room and on the wall, they saw these dusty little handprints that she swore were not there before. And that is the end of story number two. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. This story was very entertaining and creepy that it feels like it was written. And there are some things about it. When it was said, like, his eyes widen, all those kinds of details doesn't sound like someone writing this story out on Reddit. It sounds like someone writing this story for the episode. I feel like I've heard a story similar to this before. So... I'm very skeptical that this possibly could be the written one. Okay. <laughs> I just, I have a few questions that I want to clarify. So this is ghost stories, just because I was wondering, like it was an immense sense of dread. It wasn't like an intense smell of bread. And then maybe was it dust on the walls or could it have been like breadcrumbs? Is it the muffin man? Hmm. Is that, that's the question. Oh, you bring up a good point. I don't have the answer. Okay. But then, but then the knocking would be the muffin man song. It wouldn't be Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Ah, uh, Seth, good, good point. That's fair. It okay. looks like our food is here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jacob has returned with Hot Pockets. Can we anyway. ASMR on his footsteps? Um, well, it definitely sounds like a few movies that are supposed to be true. Um, with the knocking... Um, so I'm kind of on the fence with this one because it can and it can't be, but I'm more prone for this, this story than the first one. So I have a question for Seth. How was the hot pocket? I'm enjoying it. All right. Seth is enjoying his hot pocket. I just want to say this story's fake. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Um, Zach, any thoughts on the story here? Oh, right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like, you know, like knocking, you know, with with no one being there is like a very common like ghost trope. Um, You know, these things seem to happen to kids more. So I guess that's why um, the writer, real or fake, you know, harkened back to uh, the childhood experience. Um, So that's what I got on that. Yeah, I, I agree with my team. I'm skeptical of whoever wrote this, for sure. This is usually where we play our mini game, but just as a reminder, like I said in the beginning, we are playing the mini game at the end of the episode today. We are going to take a quick little break. What? We will be right what? back. And we are back. Anyways, don't don't make the hot pockets like that again. I'll make them like that every time. Okay. Okay. Are you guys ready to hear story number three? Yes. Mm-hmm. Story number three. In 1999, there was a young boy who had a very strict curfew. And this was a problem for him because he absolutely loved staying up late and playing video games. There was nothing in the world that he loved doing more. And on one particular night, he sneaks out past his bedtime, as he does somewhat often. He goes down to his basement because that's where his video game console is located. And he starts playing some games. Now, the basement has about a ground level window down there. And while he's playing, he hears a thud coming from the window. He looks over and he sees this red, hairy hand and this creature that has discolored eyes, a misshapen nose, and a really creepy smile. This thing is staring right back at him. So the kid screams. He starts yelling. And lo and behold, the dad runs down the stairs with a shotgun, and the dad yells, he's too young, he doesn't need this yet. And he sprints outside, he fires a few shots, and that's that. Now, about 10 years goes by. It's now 2008, he did start having some really creepy dreams. These dreams included this thing in them. One particularly horrifying dream that he had He sees this thing sitting in his dad's shop, and it's pointing down. The dreams reoccur for a while. Eventually, they stop. They go away. One day, the boy is in school, and he gets a call, and the call says, We found your father. He killed himself, and he's hanging from the rafters in his shop. The funeral comes and goes. Some time passes by. He's talking to his grandmother, and his grandmother tells him the truth about why this happened. She says that all of the men in this family, only the men can see it, they've been haunted by the spirit of this creature for many, many years. Some of the men go their entire lives being haunted by this thing, and others, they succumb to its madness and they can't take it anymore. It can haunt them in real life and also in their dreams. This curse has been on their family for generations since they came to America. And that is the end of story number three. I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss. Go. Can I Can I just compliment the story? I thought that that was really cool. Lovecraftian. Then. It gave me very turning red vibes. <laughs> red panda vibes? Red, red creature no, that, has well, a, that cursed the family for generations. No, Ryan, I disagree with that. If, I'm very, very skeptical of this for multiple, multiple reasons. 
mostly because the structure of that house is extremely familiar to me personally and maybe anyone else who lived in that house growing up and that's exactly where my video game console was <laughs> and exactly what we used to do when we were younger yeah and you'd get haunted by by red guys too right one time <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I comment real quick because I lived in the same house and I was getting those same Did feelings you? and it was like a dark dungy basement that we used to sneak down at night and our dad would get mad and run down and yell at us and we right. had one of those weird windows that were ground level so I'm also <laughs> extremely skeptical extremely extremely skeptical this story just reminds me of an episode I believe Zach was on it with Toph and I in the episode there was I think there was a kid playing video games in the basement was there not and then there was like a mirror and then somebody got trapped in the mirror and the kid ran outside and he smashed the mirror with a sledgehammer right if I'm not mistaken and then it's literally the exact same setup like the kid refused to go in the basement after that he was so scared he wouldn't play his video games anymore it's like the exact same thing and I think that was a fake one um, I'm pretty skeptical about this one, especially after Andrew made his explanation. It's a lot of detail, way, I feel like way too much detail compared to the first two stories. I was going to ask more detail than the first because I missed it. So I didn't get to hear all the detail. Way more than the first. Yeah. And just to elaborate on that, you know, the one detail that, that stuck out to me that makes it different from the other stories is that we actually saw the monster, right? You know, we had a description of, of its eyes and its nose or lack thereof and its smile. Um, whereas the other ghosts were more like true ghosts. The the entity that we saw in, in the third story just here, uh, it was like, it sounded more like a demon, right? Than, than a ghost, you know, I mean, a little girl, you know, I mean, she might've died and come and come back as a ghost. Like that's very plausible, but like, what what is this thing? Like, and why is it haunting their family through generations, you know? Um, only the does, men. Only the men, you know. Ghosts are often tied to like a property or something like that. Um, but this is tied to a specific family. So that's, right. that strikes me more as like a demonic possession than it does as like a ghost story. Okay. So I am going to give recaps of all three stories. I will too. Let you guys know. <laughs> Seth, Seth's final opportunity to recap the stories. Can Jacob recap the second one? Yeah. yeah. Jacob yeah. should recap the second one. You know what? I'm going to recuse myself to my teammate to recap all three stories. Story number one was about a woman who's coming back with her family from a camping trip. She goes to the bathroom and she goes into the stall. She hears a little girl and her little sandals get into the stall. She goes to wash her hands. She looks through the crack of the door and she doesn't see anything anymore. She peeks under it and the girl's completely gone. It's basically uh, a woman uh, went into an Asian restaurant and had the typical Asian bathroom experience for that restaurant. <laughs> Story number two, at a family gathering, a woman is reminded of something that happened when her and her brother were children. They used to play this game where they would knock on each other's wall and they would have to finish the song from the other person's room. She hears knocking coming from her closet. There's nothing in there. It happens again the next night. She leaves, she goes to her parents' room. She feels this cold brush of air in the closet. The boy is playing with literally no one. They go into her room and they find these dusty handprints on the wall. I didn't listen to that either. Um, so. Basically, there's this show I watch, uh, and there was a, a guy who had an imaginary friend, and he had to give him up uh, to a foster home. It was really sad, but it was a cool show. That's a good show. That was a very good recap of story number two. Thank you, Jacob. Um, and story number three was about a boy with a strict curfew. He sneaks down one night to play his video games. He sees a creepy thing in the window. It's got this weird grin, red hairy hand. The dad comes running down with a gun. He fires. The boy starts having some nightmares about this thing. It goes away. One day he gets a call that his dad was found dead in the rafters. His grandmother tells him that this is a curse that was placed on his family and it's been haunting them for generations. Those are your three stories. Uh, excuse Go. me. Uh, 
a uh, very handsome and well-dressed man uh, completely ripped off the story of uh, turning red. <laughs> oh, I get it. Those are your three stories. Go. I would just like to say that's an incredibly sure. scary thought. You know what I mean? Because like I was a pretty scared kid. So like imagine like you're like, oh my God, I'm a little too scared to go downstairs to play video games, but I'm going to do it. And you go and do it and you get down there and there's just literally a red demon down there. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm never going to do this again. And then nine years later, your grandma's like, oh yeah, that demon kind of killed your father and he's real. It's like, <laughs> like that's horrifying. No, no, it's not. He's real. He's going to be haunting you yeah, for the rest yeah, of your next. <laughs> and whoever comes after you, like that's crazy. Um, we have a lot of suspicion about story number two we can't help but have a lot of thoughts about story number three though which we're narrowed it down to basically those two all right and let me hear thoughts from uh team gorgeous (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna flock in story number one you're gonna flock in yeah Yeah. Uh, what just happened (laughs) i don't i don't know just happened Wait, is this serious or what? <laughs> is this part of the plan? I don't get why you guys are so. You guys, you guys can take the same story as us. There's nothing really surprising about this. We just chose the story. Yes, no, no. So yeah. you, no, not you. That them. They're so excited about it. I don't know why. Because we wanted to pick story number one. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to bait us. We said we were deliberating between two and three, and yes, that was a complete lie. We were deliberating between one and two, and but leaning towards one, and I think. That if we our, our safest bet would be to lock in story one, because personally, I'd feel terrible if they win and we lose. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent. Yes, I feel exactly the same way. So they locked in one. Yes. Yeah. All right. Then we're going to lock in one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're we're to lock in one. So everyone has locked in story number one. Okay, guys. And the answer will be revealed right after we do our ending mini game. What we're gonna do today, instead of playing a game for the final episode, we are giving we're out awards. Sorry. We're not playing sorry, no. So we are going to be giving out awards to everybody, all of the guests who have played True Myths One Lie. I am actually going to have my good friend over here, Tom Heinlein, read off all of the awards for us. Tom? Take it away. Our first award is going to go to my good friend here, Anthony Manella, Ooh. and he is going to win the 1 million subscribers award. Ooh. Uh, Tom, Tom I, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a million yet. We didn't get there. We're not even close, actually. Andrew is going <laughs> to win the best streaker award. Now, let me, let me explain this one for you. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> For, for audio listeners, Andrew just stripped his clothes off. That is primary. That's the primary reason why you win this award. The second reason is because you also have the longest winning streak and the longest losing streak on the podcast. Thank you. The MVP and LVP, so the most valuable player and least valuable player award, goes to Toph. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Toph has the most wins and the most losses on the podcast. <laughs> the most appearances. Thank the you. True Myths One Lie Public Enemy Number Two Award goes to Ryan McCauley. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The Creepiest Family Lineage Award <laughs> goes to <laughs> Seth. <laughs> and Jacob. Jacob gets his own award. Oh, Jacob, what? you're not a part of my family anymore. Austin, you have won the most likely to win in a fight if you can get there award. <laughs> Wait, Austin, how did you get here? <laughs> Jacob, tonight you have won 
the Slug Award. And I'd like to give you this opportunity to talk about um, your charity of choice. Well, it's not my charity. I just help volunteer. Uh, he actually owns the charity. Um, it's called Slug. Um, I have no idea what they do. I just show up and do what Seth tells me to do. Zach, I am proud to announce and also sad to announce that you will be winning the least likely to get a single win award. Uh, that's based on the data. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've always, I've, I've wanted this this whole time. Larry, today you win the apparently contracts don't matter award because you skipped out on an episode I was on. We could have been teammates again. And then you just kicked me out of your huddle. Anthony didn't include me in that one. Hold on. That is not true, actually. That was the episode that I hosted, and we asked you if you wanted to be in it, and you said no. And I, I was personally no. offended. I have no recollection of that. Katie Heinlein <laughs> wins the Unfair Advantage Award, and it's because she's playing with two brains. Okay, guys, the answer is story number two. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I told you guys it was story number two. I genuinely thought it was two, but I'm on a team of five. My whole joke was going to be I was going to leave and then pick story number two, but it was a team effort, so I couldn't. That just about wraps up True Myths, One Lie. I need to uh, just say thank you to everyone who's been watching and supporting the show. The show would have been nothing without you guys. Thank you so, so much. Um, I need to say thank you to everyone who was a guest on the show, which is literally every single person here, and a couple of people who were unfortunately not able to make it today. Um, I want to say thank you to anyone who gave me a break for a week and guest hosted. Austin, Ryan, um, Tom. Was that was that all? Our, oh, and, and you, Seth. Was the you were the first one. one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. It was just so long ago. I'm gonna thank anyone who has helped me write episodes. Austin, Seth. And that's it. <laughs> I want to thank Bob for preparing an episode for me. But most importantly, I need to say thank you to the person sitting to my left, Katie. Because <laughs> <laughs> She's left. I guess, I guess from the camera's point of view, it's Katie. You're so welcome. I don't know why. Um, but seriously, I need to say thank you to Tom because literally this show would have ended at like episode 17 or something if it wasn't for him. He's been helping me behind the scenes, pick topics, write the stories, research the stories, find the the real ones, and it couldn't have continued without you. That's why Tom gets the, um, his award is best host, writer, guest, overall contributor to the podcast. Thank you. I, I, I humbly accept the award that I wrote for myself. I appreciate it. <laughs> Woo! Thank you guys for watching and listening. We'll see you guys again very, very soon. Bye, guys.